Welcome to To Every Generation, the broadcast ministry of Calvary Chapel Crossfields, located in Jamesburg, New Jersey, where we teach through the entire Bible, verse by verse, and make application to every generation so we can grow in our relationship with God. In your lifetime, how many voices have you listened to? A lot of voices. And if I, if I say to you, the voice, many of you might think of a popular TV show that's on right now called The Voice. And if you've ever watched that show, they have um, a few of the judges, they're in chairs, and their back is to the contestant. And then as the contestant starts to sing, if they uh, really like the person, they'll hit the little red button, and the chair will turn around. But I don't know if you've noticed what it says at the bottom of the chair. Do you ever catch that when it lights up? It says, I want you. In red letters, I want you. Message this morning is called The Voice, okay? And if you want to turn to John chapter 10, we'll get to it in about 40, 50 minutes. We'll be looking at the main, no, I'm only kidding. Just hold that uh, place and we'll get to that in a few minutes, okay? But the message tonight is called, or today is called The Voice. Now, I saw a lot of you shaking your heads when I said, have you heard voices over your lifetime? And I think we all have. You know, I was thinking of Pastor Joe as a policeman. When he's called to an emergency and he's driving there, and maybe he's told what that emergency is, but what is going through his head and his heart and his guts as he's speeding down the highway trying to get to this emergency? I think of Mike O'Grady when he was in Vietnam, and sometimes we'll talk. And I was just thinking about, how about when you're in Vietnam and and you were in the jungle? What were the voices that were going in your head and your heart at that time? Moms, how about when you were giving birth to your first child? And all that time during those nine months, and then when you were in the hospital, and all the things that were going on, what voice, voices were being heard. And of course, guys, the things that we go through, all the different voices, I think we can all relate to more than just one voice. Matthew West has a song. It's called, Hello, My Name Is. And it says, Hello, my name is Regret. I'm pretty sure we have met. Every single day of your life, I'm the whisper inside that won't let you forget. Hello, my name is Defeat. I know you recognize me. Just when you think you can win, I'll drag you right back down again till you lost all belief. Oh, these are the voices. Oh, these are the lies. And I believe them for the very last time. Hello, my name is child of the one true king. I've been saved. I've been changed. I've been set free. Amazing Grace is a song I sing. Hello, my name is child of the one true king. 
I am no longer defined by all the records behind. The one who makes all things new has proven it's true. Just take a look at my life. Hello, my name is child of the one true king. I've been saved. I've been changed. I've been set free. Amazing grace is a song I sing. Hello, my name is the child of the one true king. What love the father has lavished upon us that we should be called his children. I am the child of the one true king. What, the lo- what love the Father has lavished upon us that we should be called his children. Hello, my name is child of the one true king. I've been saved, I've been changed, I've been set free. Amazing grace is a song I sing. Hello, my name is child of the one true king. I'm a child of the one true king. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, that's not my part, okay. purposely repeated things over and over again because as creatures of habit, we are in habits. Things that bombard us, whether it's positive or negative stuff, really forms who we are, especially if we don't filter the things through. And today's message is the voice is your choice. What voice are you listening to? And how is that impacting your life? And of course, I have to ask that question, how is it impacting my voice? Voices shape and make us. They're an integral part of who we are since we were in our mom's womb. There's been surveys taken like of uh, women who, let's say, were always reading the scriptures or listening to music. And the influence that had on the baby in the womb during those nine months how that baby was hearing sounds and hearing things, and then maybe when they're a little older, they hear a similar song and there's a connection. The voice has a powerful, powerful impact on us all. A friend of mine is a coach of an MMA fighter. Some of the uh, guys, and a few of them are ranked in the top 10 in the world. And I went to a sparring session a couple weeks ago, and he was in the ring and he had his iPad and He had everybody scouted out of who his fighters were going to fight. And as they were going through the sparring, he would be instructing them with his voice. And they were trying to do everything that the coach was saying because they want to do well when they're actually in the fight. How much more so you and I in the battle of life or the game of life or whatever you want to call life is, our life walk, how important it is that we're listening to the right voice and not being influenced by all these other voices that come in. Question, are you serious about your Christian life? As I prepared this message, I had to ask myself the same thing. Am I serious about my Christian life. Now, I know a lot of you are cat lovers in here, okay, and a cat has nine lives, but that shouldn't be true about you and I. The life we live should be one. Who I am in church should be the same person I am where I teach. Who you are in church should be the same person you are at home or on the job. We shouldn't have nine different lives and nine different masks. 
We should be the people that God has called us to be, shining his light through us for the world to see. If we're serious about our Christian life, we should have a few things that we need to do. One is count the cost. What is that going to cost me to be sold out to Jesus Christ? Number two, am I continually growing? Am I continually exposed to God through his word, through fellowship with other believers? And am I doing things that are Christ-centered? Or when I'm doing something, do I push Christ off the center and put that thing in the middle, or am I in the center instead of Christ in the center? Now, right now, been up here about five minutes. For some of you, it probably been, seems like 60 minutes already that I've been up here. But I've only been up here about five minutes. Okay, now, all of us, have been active listeners at times or passive listeners? It depends. It depends on if where we are, we want to really get something out of what we're listening to. Wherever that is, doesn't matter. Think about it. There are times you've been an active listener, times you've been a passive listener. An active listener is one who is consciously aware. You have a strong intention. You have to practice to be an active listener. I know that as when I go into my first aid or my health classes. I can tell who's listening in a small room. So I might fall on the ground. Or I might scream or clap my hands ten times real loud. Just to get their attention. (laughs) Just try to do something to see if there's a pulse. If you're an active listener, you should, have a, you should be purpose-driven. There's a reason you're here today. You should be motivated to grow. You want to continue to grow. It doesn't matter the age of any of us. We still have a long way to go. And remember, we still have an eternity to go. It's not just a short time we're on this earth. Now... I think we can all relate. We've been, we've been a passive listener at times. We've turned off a speaker or something we've been listening to. It's just noise. And it doesn't have any impact on your life. It's just noise. Now, hopefully you're not here because of obligation. Oh, I got to go to church today. Oh, mom, do I got to go up? Did I go? Can I stay another hour, mom? We smile, we laugh, because we as adults felt that same way sometimes when our mom or dad tried to get us to go someplace. So hopefully you're not here because of obligation, or if you feel that you're under obligation to go here, maybe the Lord will do a work on your heart, and you'll never feel that way again when you're doing things connected with Jesus Christ. Because we get to do these things. We're not obligated to do them. We get to do them. Hopefully you're not here because of tradition. Tradition. (laughs) Pastor Paul, tradition. (laughs) That you're not here just based on tradition, just being a churchgoer all your life. Hopefully you're not here out of fear that if you don't go to church, you'll feel guilty. I remember I was like that in my 20s. Man, if I missed church, I felt so guilty. 
I had to get to church. I had to get to church. It was like, but it was out of fear. Are you here to hear or are you here not to hear? Are you here to hear or here not to hear? Hopefully all of you this morning are active listeners. Let's get into John chapter 10 and we're going to look at verses 1 through 6. Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Wow. Things haven't changed much in the human race, have they? Here we have Jesus Christ speaking to a large group of people, talking about the sheep and the sheepfold and the door. Do we have ears to hear what he wants to say? Lord, I just pray right now that all of us just have ears to hear what you want to speak through your Holy Spirit. Lord, there's so much that we have become immune to in our hearing and our listening. We pray that you open up our spiritual ears, our spiritual eyes. Take away all the stuff that has clouded our vision and our hearing. Open our hearts, Lord. Keep changing it. Keep being that heart surgeon that you are. That we may receive those things that you implant in us and allow us to become more and more like you, Jesus. Amen. So, in verse 6, Jesus had given this illustration. But they didn't understand what he spoke. Now, I'm sure some of those were active listeners and some were passive listeners. Some really wanted to know what Jesus was saying. They wanted to know his heart. Others might have been there just for a show. They just wanted to see somebody healed or some miracles going on because they heard about Jesus. Some might have nothing else to do and they were just along the road that day and they saw this big crowd gathering, so they went over there. They were curiosity seekers. But for whatever reason, whatever the reason was, good, bad, or indifferent, Jesus, because he loves us all, brings us to that place to try to have us hear his voice again. Now, the Bible says that he has written his law in your heart and in my heart. And that if we look outside, his creation speaks volumes of who he is. That men and women are without excuse because of the universe that God has created. But how much noise do we have in our lives that it's hard for us 
to hear that still small voice, to be quiet and know that he is God. The sheepfold talked about in the first few verses of chapter 10. Some were very similar to the picture that you see up here. Notice there's one door. Notice there's a shepherd at the door. Notice the uh, sheep are fenced in. And a lot of times back in Jesus' day, there would be shepherds passing through with their flocks. And they didn't have a place to keep them. So sometimes they would keep them with other people's sheep. which is a pretty cool thing that we're going to see a little later. But they had to identify their sheep. And as we're going to see as we get through more of this story, we'll come back to this particular picture. All right, let's look at the next part. Verses uh, 7 through 9 of John chapter 10. Then Jesus said to them again, Jesus is awesome. He loves repetition too because he knows the more we hear something, the greater the chance it will sink in. You know, I think again as a teacher and a coach, how many times you have to keep repeating things, even if it's verbally or right on the floor or on the field, they have to drill over and over and over and over again. But we need to do that too because we're creatures of habit. The more we do something, the more natural it will become. So Jesus says, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I want to keep emphasizing the sheep did not hear those strangers. Didn't hear the voice of the strangers. They heard another voice. Verse 9, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Remember what pasture was. They're grazing right now, but just to stay in that pen wouldn't be good for their growth. They needed to get outside. They needed to walk around. They needed to exercise. Eventually, this particular sheepfold would have to be changed because all that grass would be gone. And it was up for the good shepherd to find a place of good pasture for the sheep where they could eat, they could lay down. And remember, the shepherd was also one who took care of their injuries if they were sick. And if anybody tried to come in this sheepfold any other way but by the door, the shepherd, the good shepherd, was alert to spot that because he wanted to protect his sheep. Going back to the scripture, verse 10, the thief doesn't come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. We know, most of us here, that we serve the Lamb of God. 
Jesus Christ, who came down from this earth because he loved us so much that he knew we were going astray. He knew we were blemished sheep and that he had to shed his blood as this verse said, verse 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And it's through his sacrificial death on the cross that you and I have entry to his sheepfold. Verse 12, but a hireling who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Now in those verses that were just read, those first 15 verses, Jesus is addressing the Jewish people. The Jewish people. He's addressing them. So, if you're a Jewish person here today, Know how much God, the God of the Old and the New Testament, loves you. You're the apple of His eye. That's awesome. And then, for all of us non-Jews, all of us Gentiles, it says in verse 16, And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice. And there will be one flock and one shepherd. One flock, one shepherd, one voice. Are we in tune to that voice? Or are all the other voices that are out there distracting us from the voice. Think of history and think of the amount of things that have come into our world that are noisy, that create noise. Just think about that for a second. Think about when Adam and Eve, and now think in 2015. Think of the development of things that create noise. And how much noise has been in our ears that has distracted us from the voice of God? Think about it. I think many of us have come to the point where we don't understand something. We just go, my God. We fall on our knees. My God. It's blown us away. Another thing that he's done. But then there's other humans who fall on their knees to scientifically examine everything. And they're right there in the created thing that our creator has done. But they try to 
educate him away. And they don't hear that voice that's surrounding them. Verse 17, therefore my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. Boy, there's a gospel right in there. He chose to die for you and I. It wasn't something that man arrested him and beat him and put him on the cross, which they did, and they thought they were in control. But our God, our good shepherd, he laid down his life for you and me. And notice he says that I may take it up again. Verse 18, no one takes it from me, but I lay it down on myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. And notice in verse 19, there was a division again among the Jews because of these sayings. How many divisions are there in our, in our world over who God is? How many religions are there that have been formed trying to explain who God is. And Jesus just said, hey, hi everybody, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life, I'm the door. Enter through me, there's no other way. The only way to the Father is through me. But people don't receive that. They listen to strangers who are trying to get in all different ways into the sheepfold to scatter the sheep, to hurt the sheep, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But yet you and I have been granted the miracle of the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ, who he is. We hear his voice. May we never be passive when we hear God's voice. May we never be, always, I'm sorry, may we always be active when we're around those things of God. Lord, speak to me. Help me to understand what's going on. Lord, I'm tired, but I need you to just awaken my spirit so I can hear your voice. So there was a division again among the Jews because of these sayings. And many of them said, he has a demon and he's mad. Why do you listen to him? And then others came back and said, these are not the words of one who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? So there were people refuting what other people said. Some listened. Some were converted and they followed the shepherd of the sheep. Because you see, the shepherd of the sheep, Jesus Christ, didn't just speak in the New Testament. All those who came before Jesus in the, uh, during the Old Testament times that weren't lined up with the scriptures of the Old Testament were thieves and robbers. You see, God spoke about himself and how he was going to do things in the Old Testament. <clears throat> you and I have the advantage... <clears throat> Excuse me. You and I have the advantage of looking back through the new and the old, where the people in the old just had the old. 
That's all they had. Jesus has to be who he says he was. Has to be. Or he really is a lunatic. He has to be who he says he is. He can't be just a good man or a good teacher. Because the things he claimed about himself, his divinity and being God himself, if he was just a man, that's a good teacher that would tell you good things, but... He'd be lying to you about who he really was? I don't think so. That wouldn't be a very good teacher because how do you know what to believe and what not to believe? In verse 27 of John 10, it says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. How are we doing, sheep? How are we doing? When we listen to things and we really want to hear what's going on, instead of just tuning off or turning off who's speaking, there's some requirements to listening to God. One of them is to hear His voice. We have to meditate on His Word. It's not enough for you and I to come together on Wednesday or to Sunday. It's not enough. We need to meditate upon His Word every day. Remember, He gave us that example in the Old Testament with the Israelites in the desert. Remember when there was no food and God gave them manna from heaven? But every day, they had to go out and get new manna. They couldn't depend on yesterday's manna. Well, God's Word is alive and active. It's the bread of life. It's our manna. And we need to eat of it spiritually every day. Because what applied to us yesterday, or just this hour, might not apply to us a few hours from now. We need to meditate on His Word. Now, a cow grazing on the grass will take that clump, and he has a few stomachs, and he'll chew on the grass, and he'll swallow it. Maybe we should have kept the junior highs in here because they'll like this next part. Then they throw it up, they regurgitate it, and it goes into, then they chew it some more and it goes into another stomach and it keeps going like that and breaks down so they get the nutrients on it. They're really meditating on that grass. We need to meditate on God's Word the same way. We need to chew it. And we don't get something from it, keep chewing it. Lord, reveal to me what you're trying to show me in your word. I'm not getting it right now, Lord. Please open up your word to me. I'm not understanding it. Help me to understand. Then you have to be ready to listen to the voice of God. You have to be willing to receive. You know? You have to be willing to listen. How many of you who play golf or some sport in here, if uh, a pro came in here to give you lessons, would really be hanging on every word? Or if you're a football player and there was a superstar athlete going to speak and he was going to give you little tips that he's learned, how do you hang on every word? 
The God of the universe wants to speak to you and I every single moment of every single day. Do we hang on his word? You have to listen prayerfully. Listen prayerfully. Lord, I'm drifting right now. Bring me back on task. Help me to hear what you're speaking through your word right now. Don't let me be a creature of habit, but let me be a creature of your spiritual, as a spiritual child of you. And along with that obedience to God's word, you have to be submissive. You have to realize that you're not the bomb and he is. That he's the king and you're not. Seriously, you have to get to that simplistic, fundamental thing that you and I aren't God, and He is. And Father knows best. Remember Father knows best, some of you? Okay. Younger people have no clue what I'm talking about. Okay. <clears throat> Elijah heard the voice of God, and God told him to go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, and, and behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. It was a rock concert. It was like, man, look at this thing. This is awesome. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. There was shaking and baking, but there was, the Lord wasn't in it. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. Everybody's always looking for the big. My goodness. How about the people who give concerts today? Huh? Secular concerts. How are they going to outdo the last thing that was there? Right? With all the lights and the sounds and the smoke and all the stuff. That's happening? Imagine going to that and you have to try to beat what you just saw from one of the top artists. Oh my goodness. People like all that extra stuff. But God wasn't in all those things. The wind, the earthquake, the fire. It was a still small voice. Still small. That he is God. You have to get to that point to know he's God. Get by yourself. Go for a walk. Go down by the water or just a nice place. Be still. Get rid of all those distractions. Hebrews 3.15 says, Today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. You see, they heard his voice, but they chose not to. They wanted to do their own thing. They wanted to feed the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes. They wanted to feed the pride of life. All those things that have been destructed to mankind since man has started. And that's how we're so much like sheep. We can read biographies and autobiographies of all these people who have had tragedies in their life because of what they did. 
And like sheep, we're so dumb sometimes, we don't pay attention to what happened to other people, and we use this great stupidity line. Can't happen to me. Can't happen to me. Yes, it can. And it will. If you listen to the wrong voice. There's only one voice that cares about you and I, and that's the voice of God. But yet, remember, there's thousands of other voices we can be distracted by. <clears throat> Three situations in Matthew, Transfiguration, Matthew 17, 5. Moses and Elijah appear with Jesus when Jesus brought some of his boys up on the mountain. And Peter, it goes, isn't it great we're here? Isn't this awesome that we're here, guys? This is so cool. Look, Jesus... Look at Elijah. Look at Moses. We should build them all booths. We should build structures for them. Then all of a sudden, Peter hears God's voice. And it said, this is my beloved son. Hear him. Hear him. He didn't say hear him and Moses and Elijah. He just said, hear him. That's it. Hear his voice. No other voice. Then in the sower and the seed. When Jesus was telling the parable of the sower and the seed, as Jesus is introducing that parable, all he says is, listen. He says, listen. Listen. He's trying to get their attention. Listen. And then he goes into the story. And then at the wedding feast, when Mary went up to Jesus and told them about the predicament of there's no more wine. And Jesus said, it's not my time. What are you doing, Mom? It's not my time right now. And Mary said, do whatever he tells you to do. Just do it. Whatever Jesus says, do it. That's all she said. That's all we need to do. Hear him. Listen. Do it. It's not many things we have to do. We've had a lot of practice at, right, as children. Hearing. Listening. Doing. And not doing. <laughs> We've had practice on both of the ends of the last two, obeying and not obeying. As we're closing down here, Samuel, who was a little boy dedicated by his mom, Hannah, was brought to the temple to work for under the priest named Eli. And one of the few things I just want to point out, because I think this is important for you and I, that we're never in this place, never in this state. In verse 3 it says, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. God, may that never be true in our life, that the word of God would be rare. There was also no widespread revelation. Lord Jesus, may there never be widespread revelation, where our, our lack of widespread revelation. May we always hear your voice. And it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place and his, when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see. 
and this is for everybody here. Our prayer as pastors of this church, along with the elders and their wives and the pastor's wives, our prayer is that your spiritual eyes never grow so dim that you can't see. And along with that prayer is that your spiritual ears never grow so blocked that you cannot hear. And it's sad to say that there are billions of people right now on this planet that cannot see, they cannot hear spiritually speaking. May you never be in that group. And before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And Eli said, I did not call. Go lay down again. And he went and he laid down. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he answered, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again a third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then, after three times, this priest of God, this man of God, that was his title. Then he perceived after the third time that this little kid came to him, that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go, lie down, and it shall be. If he calls you, that you must say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and he laid down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak, for your servant hears. Two things. May we never be like an Eli, that we lose our spiritual sensitivity to the Lord's voice, because there's going to be people God puts in our path that need to be turned on to Jesus Christ. And we don't want to be like Eli, that we miss those opportunities. Number two, be like Samuel every second, every minute, every hour of your lives that we say to Jesus, speak for your servant hears. In closing, listening to the voice. How do we do that? How do we practically do everything that was taught today? Number one, get into his word. That's the main way he speaks to you and I. Number two, understand that if you are a child of God, if you received Jesus Christ's sacrificial death for your sins, if you took him into your heart as your Lord and Savior, that he has given you the gift of the Holy Spirit. And one of the definitions of the Holy Spirit, he's a comforter, he's a helper. Okay? And he helps us understand and he teaches you the things of God. He reasons and gets to your mind and your heart the things that God's trying to tell you. 
You need to pray. You need to listen. You need to communicate, which is what prayer is. Communicate to God. Listen to Him. Listen to His voice, that still, small voice. Ask for a changed life. Understand that God speaks to you also through the circumstances that are in your life. He uses those circumstances to guide you and me. He uses other believers to speak to us. And he will also use unbelievers. He'll use unbelievers to convict, to exhort, to help. Know your Bible. Comes right back to his words. Know your Bible. It verifies or nullifies all of the above things. That's your gauge. That's your magnifying glass. That's what you're looking at everything through are the words of God. I'm going to close with a little video. It's a couple minutes. And then we'll come up here. But while this video is playing, um, what I'd like you to just ask yourself is how is God speaking to you right now? If you're a Believer, what is he showing you through his word? What is he speaking to you through his Holy Spirit? Listen to that voice. And if you're here today and you're not a believer, after the video, we're going to give you an opportunity to become one of his sheep. One of his daughters or sons. if you hear his voice. I'm going to ask the uh, worship team to come on up. And as they're coming up, I want to read you this song from Casting Crowns. And it says, Oh, what I would do to have the kind of faith it takes to climb out of this boat I'm in into the crashing waves, to step out of my comfort zone into the realm of the unknown where Jesus is, and he's holding out his hand. But the waves are calling out my name and they laugh at me, reminding me of all the times I've tried before and failed. The waves, they keep on telling me time and again, boy, you'll never win. You'll never win. But the voice of truth tells me a different story. The voice of truth says, do not be afraid. The voice of truth says, this is for my glory. Out of all the voices calling out to me, I will choose to listen and believe the voice of truth. Oh, what I would do to have the kind of strength it takes to stand before a giant with just a sling and a stone, surrounded by the sound of a thousand warriors shaking in their armor, wishing they have had the strength to stand. But the giant's calling out my name and he laughs at me, reminding me of all the times I've tried before and failed. The giant keeps on telling me time and time again, boy, you'll never win, you'll never win. But the stone was just the right size to put the giant on the ground. And the waves, they don't seem so high from on top of them looking down. I will soar with the wings of eagles when I stop and listen to the sound of Jesus singing over me. I will choose to listen and believe the voice of truth. And if you heard the, uh, some of the kids in the video, 
Every time the sheep, as they got closer and closer, one of the girls or boys was saying, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, look at them. And I just want to say this to you, our God, his voice is still evident, is still speaking, it's still out there, and he might be calling you today to start a brand new life with him. You've been listening to To Every Generation from Calvary Chapel Crossfield. We're located at 15 Half Acre Road in Jamesburg, New Jersey. We meet for Bible study Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service begins at 10.30 a.m. On Sundays, we have children's church for all ages in addition to infant and nursery care. You can find out more about the ministry here at Calvary Chapel Crossfields by going to cccrossfields.org. Thanks for listening, and may God bless you.